Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Amanda Warfield. She is a simplicity-focused content marketing and launch strategist, plus copywriter, author of the book Chasing Simple Marketing, and host of Chasing Simple, which is a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs uncomplicate their marketing and business. I am all about keeping it simple, so I know this is going to be a really good conversation. Uh, So thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to be here. I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while now, so I'm really pumped that we're finally here and getting to have a conversation. Yes, I know. I'm so excited to have this discussion. I know, I I feel like a, a lot of the way we look at content and marketing is kind of similar. So I, I know this is going to be a really good discussion. So first of all, I would love for you to share a little bit more about your story and kind of how you got started in your business. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I had never planned to be a business owner. I wanted to be a teacher. I was teaching preschool and we got to this point where the thing about teaching is is that you get time off, but you only get time off when it is, you know, approved, the set standard times throughout the year. So, spring break, summer break, Christmas break. But if you wanted to take time off any other time, it was really difficult just because it it's a lot to get a sub, right? And even when with the preschool I was working at, we would just sub for each other. So the different head teachers would sub for each other. So we all knew the kids and we knew the routines and we knew all of that. Having to be like, okay, well, these are the things I needed to do today. It just, it was a lot. So all that being said, I didn't have a lot of time off outside of those prescribed times. My husband was in the Navy at the time, and he, same thing, didn't have a lot of time off except for the prescribed times, which is basically just Christmas if you're not deployed. And we just got to this point where we felt like we were ships passing in the night. When he would have time off, I wouldn't have time off. When I would have time off, he wouldn't have time off. And so I wanted something that would give me more freedom. And so I started my business, and I actually started it around the topics of simple living and capsule wardrobes. And from there, it just kind of evolved into simple marketing and how we can make marketing simple because what ends up happening is marketing, it's only one part of our business, but it's a really important part of our business. And we can get trapped in this state of overwhelm with marketing because it's something that never ends, yet also at the same time, we have a million other things to do on our plate as business owners. And so it was something that overwhelmed me at first. And it just kind of became my own mission to simplify it for myself. And then when I figured that out, I was like, man, this is great. I want to share this with other entrepreneurs because 
I know I'm not the only one that struggles with marketing being overwhelming. Yeah, I can totally relate to the overwhelmingness of it all. And I think a lot of times we just, we do make things overcomplicated and way overcomplicated than they really need to be. Absolutely. Yeah. We see what other people are doing and we think I have to do that too. Yes, exactly. Especially when you look at what somebody else is doing, who's like maybe a big name and you're like, oh, I can do this too. And like show up in this way, but they probably have a pretty sizable team too. So if you're trying to do it all yourself, that's not really going to be easy or sustainable for you. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I did at first. And I know what a lot of us do. We see these successful business owners and we go, okay, well, they're really successful. This is what they're doing. I should mimic that. But you're right. They are not creating all of their content by themselves. And content creation is really time consuming. And so they're doing a small portion of that. And it's still probably taking them a lot of time, but they're doing a small portion of that creation. And then they're passing it off to other people that they have hired And we set these standards for ourselves that just aren't realistic. I love that. So what would you say, what was the thing that like the deciding factor for you, for your business, where you were like, I need to simplify things? Yeah, you know, it was the fact that I would, at the time I was blogging, now I'm a podcast host, but at the time I was a blogger and I would sit there My blog posts were supposed to go up on Monday mornings, and I would sit there on Sunday nights with no blog post, trying to write something, realizing that, oh my gosh, I have to get up in just a few hours. This blog post that I'm drafting is absolutely terrible. Do I put it out or do I just give up and go to bed? And that really was the breaking point for me. Every single Sunday, I was telling myself, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to get ahead. And then every single Sunday, I was right back in that same spot of, man why do I keep doing this to myself? I'm just stuck on this hamster wheel. Mm, A hamster wheel cycle of, (laughs) and that's, I want to talk too about the, like, what is the feast and famine marketing cycle? Yeah. So this is when you are creating a ton of content, right? And you are marketing or however you're marketing, but you're creating a ton of content, you're creating a ton of marketing and you then fill your client roster. You have a big launch. You, you know, you go through this feast basically where you're like, okay, I've got content going out. I'm marketing my business. And I also, I'm feeling good about, you know, my income right now. And then you get busy. You are working with those clients. You are working on a project. You're doing whatever it is. And your marketing starts to fall by the wayside. And you think, no big deal, right? Like I've got a full roster. This is great. Um, My business is sustaining itself. Awesome. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you realize, huh, I've offloaded these clients that I finished with and I don't have anyone else in the pipeline. I don't have new leads. I don't have new people coming into my email list, nothing because I haven't been marketing my business. It became a low priority. I haven't been marketing. And now, uh uh-oh, I need more income. I need more revenue. Okay, I've got to start marketing myself again. And so you're putting out a ton of marketing and then you're putting out no marketing. And then you're putting out a ton of marketing and then you're putting out no marketing. And so we go through this cycle, this phase of, okay, a lot, a little, a lot, a little. And what that ends up doing is our business also goes through these phases of, you know, we've got income and then, oh no, we don't, we're panicking. 
When, if you can learn to simplify what you're doing and show up consistently, you're able to have those consistent leads. You're able to have that consistent income so that you're not scrambling and going, oh man, I've got to market myself again. I love that. Yeah, I've definitely been in in that uh, marketing cycle. <laughs> it almost feels like a roller coaster. Yes, absolutely. Because not only is your revenue up and down, but your emotions are up and down because let's face it, when you don't have the revenue coming in or you see that it might not be coming in soon, you panic. And then you're making business decisions out of fear instead of from a place of strategy. Exactly. That is so true. Yeah. I I try to tell myself now when it comes to like staying consistent, uh, especially marketing and content creation. I'm like, you're doing this for future Tara <laughs> right now. Yes. And that's the thing I think we forget so often when it comes to our marketing is like the marketing you put out today, you're not going to see results from today. The marketing you're putting out today, you'll see results a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month down the road. And so when you are doing well, you're in that feast mode and you stop putting out content, you don't immediately feel the pressure because it's the marketing you're putting out isn't, it's not an automatic, you know, okay, I put something out and then I get clients. No, it's, I'm nurturing people so that down the road, they'll want to work with me. So it's always a, okay, I'm putting marketing out now and I'll see the results down the road, or I'm not putting marketing out now and I'll see those results down the road, but it's never immediate. Yeah, that's such, I was actually just talking actually earlier today about Pinterest and I was like, yeah, earlier this year, I had like four or five months where I stopped using Pinterest consistently. Um, Like I didn't pin, repin anything. And I'm like, I haven't seen, you know, any change in the amount of traffic. Like, but right about now, like six months after that period, now is when I'm going to start to see that. And you know, it's funny because you'll see Pinterest strategists in their marketing very consistently say, this is not an immediate thing. It's going to take us six months to get anywhere with it. And we don't see content strategists saying the same thing, even though it's true, it will take time to see the results from your marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. So what are your, what would you say are your top tips on avoiding that kind of beast and famine cycle, uh, roller coaster ride? Like if anyone is in that, has been in that position before, like what are some things that you can do to avoid it or stop it in terms of like being more consistent and making consistency a practice. Absolutely. So I've got three tips and it all comes down to simplifying your marketing. The first thing you want to do is you want to show up consistently, but less often. So if you're finding that it's really difficult to put out a new podcast episode every single week, okay, well, you may not have the time for that. So drop it down. Maybe every other week is going to be a better fit for you. If you're having trouble showing up in to your email list every week, same thing, drop it down. And so you want to continue to show up on a consistent basis, but realizing that you don't have to show up as often as you actually think you do is such a huge permission slip for a lot of people. You don't have to put out weekly content in order to see results for your marketing. So showing up less often but still saying staying consistent is going to still continue to help you reap the benefits and actually more benefits than if you're kind of inconsistently putting out weekly content. 
I love that. Yeah, it's so true. It's like we hear the word consistency so often and it's really what consistency means to you and it can change. Like right now, like I'm having issues with all three of my dogs. So it's really hard for me to batch like podcast recording or do one-on-one Zoom calls. So I've really like limited my calendar. I'm not really marketing one-to-one that has a Zoom factor in it. Um, And we're going on a podcast break for the winter soon. So I'm going to use that time to kind of readjust. And like you said about the podcast episodes, we went from a weekly episode to two episodes per week. And I think season next season, season four, we're going to go back to one a week because two is just too much for me. Yeah. You know, I like to tell my students consistent, not constant. And you can show up consistently without showing up all the time. And also any marketing plan that you put in place, it is for the current season of life that you're in. It is not uncommon for your season of life to change and you also needing to update your business strategy and your marketing strategy in order to reflect that new season of life. That is such a good point. Yeah. It's all about the seasons and like, cause our lives constantly change, like our availability, our energy levels. Like I know when I left Instagram, it was really not a final decision because it was just that season, like in that moment, I felt like, okay, it's time for me to step back from Instagram and I'm going to like go all in and focus more on my sales funnels, my email list and my blog content. And, you know, I said, I had made a post. I'm like, this is goodbye. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm gone from Instagram forever. Like I may come back. I don't know what's going to happen like a year from now or two years from now. But right now, this is, I'm not going to be here. So I'm just letting you know, um, I'm no longer going to be posting for the foreseeable future, Um, but nothing is ever final. And I think sometimes we feel that way. Like if it's like, oh, I want to let this like content method or marketing method go, it has to be like forever. And that's not the case. I I love what you said that like, it really is about seasons and like what your life and business is like right now. I think it's also important for us to remember that our marketing is there to serve our business. It is a tool. And so in this example, for you, Instagram was no longer serving your business. So why would you continue forcing it? And I I see that really often with Instagram, actually, where business owners are like, I have to show up on Instagram. And I'm like, but is it working for you? Are you getting leads from it? If it is, great. But if it's not, it's not worth your time to be pouring into in your marketing strategy. Use that marketing time to pour into a different strategy that's going to work better for your business. I love that. Yeah. Do you have to be <laughs> like, I, I hear that a lot too. Like I have to be on Instagram. I have like, I have to, I'm like, do you though? Like who says you have to, <laughs> um, if it's not right. like working for you, if you're, Cause that's the thing, like when I left, I, I really wanted to leave, but I like, I love creating content. So I had about six months worth of content ready to go for Instagram. So I was like, I'm going to just schedule this out and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be on the app. I'm not going to be consuming other people's content. I'm not going to be like engaging. I'm just going to let this content go out and then 
I'll see how I feel like after having that six month period where I'm off the app pretty much. And after that point, I went back in and I looked at the last six months when I wasn't engaging. And then I looked at the year prior and the amount of time and energy that I had spent on Instagram for the results really made like, that was my permission slip to be like, yeah, this is I, I'm what I'm feeling about leaving. It's like, this has confirmed it. It's a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not seeing results and you've truly given that strategy effort, well, it's probably time to move into a different strategy. There are hundreds and thousands of different marketing strategies out there. So you can't do them all. So why Mm -hmm. would you put time and effort into one that isn't working? I love how you said that about um, like, we can't show up everywhere or really nobody's going to see Like if we try to spread ourselves too thin and be on every single platform and do every single marketing method, like it's not possible. I don't, it doesn't matter how big of a team you have. That's just, that is a lot of platforms and there's always new ones coming out too. Yeah, absolutely. And it, again, these are all tools for leads. And if you're not seeing results, it's not worth your time. It's so much better to pick a couple of marketing strategies that you feel comfortable pouring into and that you're seeing results from, and you'll get so much more from that than if you're just, eh, let me just throw something out here because I feel like I need to be everywhere and all of my marketing is mediocre because I'm not giving any of it the time it deserves mm-hmm. because I spread myself too thin. Yeah, exactly. And I see I see that a lot too. It's like, because there's people who like specialize in like every marketing method out there, every platform. So then if, if you consume a lot of that content, you're like, okay, now I need to be on LinkedIn. Now I'm going to try it for a couple of weeks. And then I don't, cause I, I love what you said too, about like, you really need to give it time too before you make a decision. Cause I find some people do it the opposite way where they're like, okay, yeah, I've, I've been consistent for a month. I'm like that's not really enough time to judge anything on most platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Because like we said earlier, marketing is such a long-term thing. I like to recommend try it for a quarter, put the effort in for a quarter and see what happens. But something else that you have to consider is, is this marketing strategy right for my current phase of business? Because like we said earlier, everything has its seasons and Each different phase of business has different marketing strategies that play better to your strengths. And there are some that they're not going to work if you're a newer business owner. And there are some that if you're more experienced, maybe you want to lean into those. But it does depend on the phase of your business journey as to which marketing strategies work well. I love that. Yeah, this is so I love this because I I'm somebody who like, I'm all about simple, keeping things simple. I think that was my word of the year one year. A few, I think it was a couple of years ago. I was like, my word of the year is simple. If something starts to feel overcomplicated or like I'm overthinking it, I, I'm going to like rework it. It's going to change because I want to keep things as super simple as possible because we can get lost in the the weeds, the noise of you know, social media. I think that was the big problem for me with Instagram is just, there was so much great content and so many like awesome people that I was just consuming so much content. 
so yeah, I, I would love to hear like, what would you say to somebody who right now they're like, I, I feel like everything I'm doing, I'm overcomplicating it and it's just, it's not working. So I would first say you've got to simplify, right? And you also need to, again, hone in on what would work best, what strategies work best for you. I actually, I have a quiz actually about what marketing strategies work best for the phase of your business journey that you're in. So if you go to amandawarfield.com slash quiz, you can take that quiz and it'll pop up with results that say, hey, here are some that you should actually maybe focus on right now. And that'll help you simplify. But then the other thing you can do, which is actually the second tip that I have for everyone as far as how do you simplify is you want to become a broken record. So all of the different places that you're showing up currently have one main platform. And if you have long form content, so a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel, that's your main platform. That's where you want to really focus your energy. And then you want to take that content that you've created and you want to repurpose it between all the other places you're showing up. So you take that long form content and then you say, okay, my newsletter is going to be copy pasted from this long form content. My social media captions are going to be copy pasted. So you're talking about the same thing throughout all of your platforms, all of your marketing, and yet you're only really creating one piece of marketing. And so you want to be that broken record. You want to talk about the same thing over and over and over again, not even just with repurposing, but also with your thoughts and ideas. Because if you share something one time, it might help some people, but most people aren't going to connect it with you. So you have to, even though we get bored with saying the same things, you have to say the same thing over and over again throughout all of your content with the same themes, the same topics, just said in really slightly different ways because things are going to click differently with different people. And so by repeating your topics, by reusing and repurposing content, you can really simplify because you're not having to come up with brand new things all the time. You can't see me right now, but I'm like, I just nodded the entire time <laughs> saying that. Um, yeah, I I totally agree. And I think sometimes we we feel like, you know, oh, everyone, you know, is going to be tired of hearing this. But if you, like you said, say it in slightly different ways to get the message across, it is going to hit people differently. And, you know, even if it's, if somebody has, heard the same thing from you several times, they have to hear it several times before it clicks. Like for most people, it's, that's why I, I've seen so many people who are like, oh, I created this great piece of content, but what do I do now? I'm like, well, keep circulating it. Keep talking about it. <laughs> um, like this is a great piece of content and great messaging don't just share it once. Like that that is not a good use of your the time that you spent on that content. Oh yeah, no. You want your content to work for you for longer than you spend working on it. So, if it takes you 5 hours to create a piece of long-form content, you better talk about it for more than 5 hours <laughs> before you retire that piece of content because you want to make it worth your time. And here's the thing. Most people, they're not going to see it the first time you talk about it. They're just not such a small percentage of our audience sees everything we put out. In fact, probably 0% of our audience sees every single thing that you put out. And so if you're not talking about it over and over again, you're actually doing a disservice to your audience. 
they are not going to get bored with you. They're not going to feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again. What they're going to do is they're going to go, oh, that's what she is known for. That's what he is known for, right? I'm When I think, for example, when I think of cats, I think of Taylor Swift, right? When I think of great music, I think of Taylor Swift. Why? Because Taylor Swift talks about her cats a lot in interviews. She always puts out great music. And so I've connected in my mind cats and Taylor Swift because she talks about them over and over again. If she'd only talked about them once, I wouldn't think of her and cats at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this so much. I'm like, so I would love for you to share, like, I know you have a lot of ways that people can work with you. Um, maybe just like how somebody can work with you, like who you typically work for or with. Yeah. Sorry, so, I didn't mean for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like four works for some of it. With my one-to-one clients, I create the strategy behind their content. If you are someone who is really in the thick of that feast and famine marketing cycle, and you're like, I can't even think about strategy, my repurposing VIP days would be a great fit for you. I take content you've already created and I turn it into emails, social media captions, short form video outlines, all of this content. And I deliver over 20 pages of a Google Doc to each of these VIP day clients so that they can literally copy, paste, and schedule. And it's all based on content they've already created so they can continue to share those same topics over and over and over again. But if you really are like, I need to get off this content creation hamster wheel and show up consistently, my course, Content Batching Bootcamp, would be a really great fit for you because it teaches you a batching system that you are able to create that is unique to your own business. It's not just, here's what I do and here's what works for me. It's, here's how you create your own batching system that's unique to your own business. And so there's kind of a done-for-you route or a DIY route for anyone who's interested in really getting started with getting out of that cycle. I love that. I love that you have different levels of like support and offers. My little value ladder heart is like, I love it so much. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to also, I know I mentioned it like in your intro and your bio. Could you share a little bit more about your book? Cause I was really like, I'm, I'm still working on mine. So I'm like, I'm every time <laughs> I have somebody on who has published a book, I'm like, share it. I know how much work, hard work it is. And I'm so excited. Like your book looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I am really proud of the book, actually. It is all about how to simplify. So the things we talked about today really are just scratching the surface of how you can simplify with your content marketing. And so the book takes you on this journey of, okay, where are you? Where are you trying to go? And how do you get out of that content creation? Hamster wheel, that feast and famine cycle, right? And it has an entire in section that gives three tips for how do we get out of this? And it's so practical, but it's also, there's stories in every chapter to make it an easy to read kind of book instead of a manual. That is awesome. Yeah. We'll have the links to your ways to work together page, your book, your free resources, the quiz, everything. I actually open have the quiz open in a tab now, and I'm going to take it right after we conclude this um, interview. Um, but thank you so much. This was amazing. Did you have any anything else you wanted to share or any final thoughts? 
Well, I'm excited to see what your quiz results are. Me too. Um, But (laughs) no, thank you so much for having me today. And if there's anyone who's like, that all sounds great, Amanda, but I just am strapped for cash right now. I really recommend that you go listen to my podcast, Chasing Simple. It's a great way to get free and consistent education on how to simplify your marketing and your business. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. Your podcast is awesome. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.